As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hello, this is Amy. Hey, Amy. It's Amanda St. Hilaire. How are you? Hello. I'm, I'm okay. Just <laughs> get ready for what's to come. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Usually, election results start coming in just hours after the polls close. But this year, thanks to COVID-19 and court battles over how and when the election should happen, Wisconsin did not get results until last night, nearly one week after voting ended. From the Fox 6 studios, this is Open Record. I'm Amanda St. Hilaire. It is Tuesday, April 14th, 2020, and Wisconsin's spring election results are in. But it will take days, even weeks, for the rest of the story to play out. Last night was the weirdest night of election returns we've ever experienced, and we wanted to capture that process. So today we're bringing you the conversations we had with Fox 6 reporter Amy DuPont throughout the night as those results came in. We started talking to Amy right around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Where do things stand right now? Well, right now it's just a waiting game, but it really, truly is the calm before the storm. But this is not going to be a quick downpour, right? This is like a a storm that's going to go on for days. So right now we know, based on the state Supreme Court's ruling, that they can't release results until 4 o'clock today. What we're hearing, though, already on social media from clerks that are, of course, you know, being hit up by eager reporters and candidates looking for results is that don't expect results today, possibly even tomorrow. They plan on getting together. Um, Now here in the city of Milwaukee, they've already decided some of the things like what they're going to do with those absentee ballots that we have been learning over the last week. Some don't have postmarks or they have postmarks that they can't read. Here in Milwaukee, they've already decided which ones they're going to count and which ones they're not. But say in the city of Madison, also a huge area, lots of voters, they're not going to even make that decision until four o'clock. So anyone whose belief they believe that results are going to roll in at 4.02. It's just not going to happen. It, it could be a long time before those results start rolling in. And then when we do, hold on to your hat, folks, because there's most likely going to be lawsuits that follow. The state Dems already said they're looking into every legal option that they have. I reached out personally to the state Republican Party of Wisconsin. I haven't heard back yet what they're going to do. Um, but the governor today told reporters. At the end of the day, this will be resolved in court. And uh, and then we can move on. And that's a pretty big statement right there. It, it's 3.10 on Tuesday afternoon. We are less than an hour away from those results starting to come in. What are you most interested in keeping your eye on tonight? I'm really most interested in the state Supreme Court seat only because I think that race in my personal opinion, that will be the one that the parties are most closely watching. 
And, you know, we'll, we'll see. My gut tells me whoever loses, that party's going to sue on that candidate's behalf. And what are you going to be trying to dig up? Who are you going to be trying to talk to in the next couple hours here? I would really like a response from the state Republicans to see what they're feeling right now, because, again, they've been silent. Uh, we did hear from them on Election Day. They had observers at all of the polls checking for integrity. Um, we have not heard back from them since. Did they have issues? Did they see anything that, you know, caused concern? What happens next? Again, the Democrats came out this morning already, hours before results even came in and said, hey, we're looking at all of our options. I believe that the Republicans, I mean, it just makes sense for them to be doing the same exact thing. But again, for them not to be saying anything at this point, I'm really curious when they're going to say something and what exactly that will be. And I think at the end of the day, everyone's going to be curious to know which votes were counted, which votes were not, and and how was that decision made. So that's something we're going to be learning, not just over the next few hours, but over the next few days and weeks. And in addition to the state parties, you have to wonder, will there be a lawsuit filed on behalf of those voters? We heard you and I both spoke with so many people uh, that said that they, you know, got their absentee ballot too late or they turned it in without a signature because they did so during that time when you didn't need one. And then when the U.S. Supreme Court ruled, that totally went away. So another reporter asked the governor today if he felt that Wisconsin voters were disenfranchised. The facts are that uh, I'm sure many people uh, weighed the difference between uh, being uh, unsafe and uh, and exposing themselves to an unhealthy environment or voting. Some of them, I'm guessing, did decide not to vote. And if that's a different definition of disenfranchisement, then I guess it, guess it is. So the question will be, what do those voters choose to do? Do they do anything about it? Do they just, you know, go out and vote absentee in person or request a mail ballot weeks in advance? Um, or will they file suit? And remember, we have very little time here in the state to figure out how to do this better. Now, state Democrats are asking to move forward with a mail-only ballot um, for May and November, but that's it. The next special election is for voters in the 7th con Congressional District. That's happening May 12th. That's a month from now. Well, Amy, I promised you these calls would be five minutes max, and I already <laughs> broke my promise. So I'm going to let you get back to work, and we'll check back in with you in a couple hours. All right. Hopefully we'll know something. I don't know what it's going to be, but hopefully we'll know something in a matter of hours. We'll find out. Thanks, Amy. Okay, Amy, it is 6.27 p.m. What do we know right now about the election results? Well, we just learned that just before 6, the city of Milwaukee results. They're now reporting 100%. And in the race for mayor, Milwaukee Mayor Tom Barrett, the incumbent, wins 63% of the vote. He beat uh, State Senator Lena Taylor. She recovered about 37% of the vote. But the other race is still really, really close, even with Milwaukee weighing in. So here's what we know. The big statewide race, that's the state Supreme Court. It is very close. Jill Karofsky, the uh, candidate backed by liberal groups, 53%. Justice Daniel Kelly, who was appointed by Governor Scott Walker, he is the conservative candidate, at 47% of the vote. And then the other statewide race, we now it looks like the AP is calling it, even though only 50% of precincts are recorded. That's the Marcy's Law, and it was approved by voters as of right now with 50% of the vote, 76 support Marcy's Law, 24% uh, voted against it. But again, the mayor's race, the only one right now that's at 100%, and the other race is pretty darn close. Even Milwaukee County Executive, we have 96% of precincts reporting. 
tight here. David Crawley, state representative, 51 percent of the vote. State Senator Chris Larson with 49 percent of the vote. And I know earlier today we talked about uh, the governor saying that this will most likely be an election that is decided by the courts. That is already the case. We learned that this after this afternoon, a federal lawsuit was bef- filed on behalf of a group of Milwaukee area voters. They filed that federal lawsuit and they're seeking to force a partial revote to protect what they describe as thousands of voters who they argue were disenfranchised by the turbulent election. So again, results are coming in, but the big question is, will these be official results or will they be challenged in court? It looks like some already will be, and it's very early in what could be a very long night. Very long night indeed, Amy. How does this compare to other election nights that you've covered? Oh, this there's nothing, never been anything like this. We are now, what, 143 hours after the polls closed, and we still don't have all of our results. They haven't even begun the canvassing process. I mean, there's never been anything done like this in Wisconsin, probably nowhere in the United States. We've never seen anything like this. Remember, Wisconsin was the only state to hold its primary uh, during this pandemic. Now, be careful when you compare the states, though, because Wisconsin was also the only state that was voting on more than primary. It wasn't just the presidential preference here. There were open seats like the mayor, like state Supreme Court, like our county executive. So there were other events going on. But at the same time, again, historic in the fact that there was a pandemic. People were not standing six feet apart. We had close to 4,000 people at Riverside University High School where I was on election night, and they waited two and a half hours to vote. Uh, So that alone makes this election incredibly unique. And then, of course, the length at which it's taken to get results. And now we're adding into the fact that there's at least one lawsuit and probably a couple more coming before this is all said and done. I want to talk a little bit about the state Supreme Court race, because that is one that was really high up on voters lists as we talked to them about what was important this year and what motivated them to either go out and vote in person or make sure they had the absentee ballots and if they had that opportunity. So what are you looking for in that tonight with it being so close right now? Well, we're looking for those lawsuits. We heard from the Democratic Party early this morning who said they were examining every legal option. We have not got an update from them yet. I'm sure they're going to wait with only 50 percent of the precincts reporting. And, uh, you know, the the Democratic candidate is up right now. Again, very close, but she is up. Uh, So that is the one that I think there's more weighing on it when it comes to filing those suits. Although every single candidate who loses tonight you know, it's an option for them. Um, So it may not be the only race, but I think that is the one that will draw the most attention when it comes to the parties weighing in and deciding whether or not they're going to file suit. And taking people behind the scenes a little bit here, Amy, what does the rest of your night look like? So um, we have team coverage. There's about seven of us working on this. Of course, we have other reporters from Fox 6 that are following the candidates, which that in itself is crazy because there's no watch party, right? Like we're all watching from our cars and from our apartments trying to track down the candidates as they watch from their offices and their homes with their families. So no big celebrations by any candidates tonight. Uh, For me, I will be following the latest on the lawsuit. We're going to try to track down some of these voters who uh, joined forces to file that suit today. And of course, I did reach out to the Republican Party after the Democrats held their press conference this morning. I still not have not heard back from the state Republican Party of Wisconsin, but that's that's my goal tonight is to get a hold of them to find out, hey, what's your next move? Okay, keep at it, Amy. We'll talk to you in a few hours. Thank you. We now have winners and losers. We have one race. 
still too close to call. Results are still coming into the Fox 6 newsroom. So it's right around 9.40 p.m. right now. We just had a whole bunch of updates come in. So I think now's a good time to give Amy a call. Hello. Hi, Amy. Hey, how's it going? Good. A lot's changed since we've last talked. <laughs> we have some results. Okay, so let's start with our statewide race. Jill Karofsky, the uh, candidate supported by the Democrats for state Supreme Court, she has claimed victory, winning 54% of the vote. That's with 93% of the precincts reporting. And Justice Daniel Kelly, who is the incumbent, he has said, wished her luck um, and said that, you know, he had hoped to serve, but this was God's plan. Um, and then he's proud of the work he's done as uh, as for the time he served on the state Supreme Court. So that does change the makeup of the court a little bit. It still leans a bit more conservative than liberal, but it does change the makeup of the court right now. Also, we know Marcy's Law, that too, we had said early on tonight that that was going to pass, and that's still the case. It has won 76% of the vote uh, to be passed here. But that's the election not even close to being finished when it comes to specifically Milwaukee County. So right now, for Milwaukee County Executive, with 99% of the precincts reporting, it's a dead heat. Both David Crowley and Chris Larson have uh, each earned 50% of the vote. So that is one that we will be watching in the days to come. David Crowley had uh, come out and said he won. Chris Larson is saying, hey, 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 we need to pump the brakes here and wait for final results. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Yep. I know that when we last spoke, you were trying to track down either uh, some of the plaintiffs themselves who had filed a lawsuit over this election or their attorney. Did you have any success with that? I did. I was able to get a hold of Jay Urban. He is the attorney representing the 14 Milwaukee area voters um, and, and really their suit, which he said he filed at noon today. And that was on purpose because he says this is not a partisan lawsuit. They filed the suit and it didn't matter who won or lost this election because it's more about allowing the people that wanted to vote the chance to cast their ballot. So this is a class action lawsuit. It was filed at noon today in a federal court and it's asking for a partial revote or to establish some kind of mail-in procedure for anyone who did not vote in this election. So here's what we know. These 14 area residents, uh, they either had health concerns and couldn't go vote in person, they didn't get their absentee ballot in time, or their absentee ballot was not counted. So the argument here is that most other states found a way to make elections safe and reasonably easy and Wisconsin didn't do it. So they are suing on behalf of all the voters that have had the same type of issues that they have had. And again, the attorney telling us that he did not ask a single one of them who they plan to vote for. This is nonpartisan. This is simply about making elections safe and protecting the process. And of course, why this matters now is that we have two more elections. We do have that um, seat for Sean, Representative Sean Duffy's, that special election that's coming up May 12th. And then, of course, we have the November election, uh, the general election there as well. So, again, this is just the first uh, part of that because, again, it doesn't matter who won or lost here in the spring. They want to protect the rights of voters moving forward during this pandemic. It's interesting because I was reading a press release related to this lawsuit and there was a lot of discussion in there uh, placing blame on the shoulders of Republican state lawmakers for not voting to move this election. But if you look at the statewide race that 
they were interested in, the candidates the Republicans backed lost. Right, right. They specifically name uh, Assembly Speaker Robin Voss, Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald, both Republicans. Then they named the Senate, the Assembly, every single commissioner on the Wisconsin Election Commission and the administrator of the commission, Megan Wolf. And again, on the Election Commission, you have both Democrats and Republicans. You do have two Republicans in charge of our uh, state legislature. But again, they're saying that they failed to protect the voters. So it's not about what happened after Election Day when those ballots were tallied. It's the fact that not every ballot was tallied, which we know happened. You know, we've been hearing from clerks here in Milwaukee and statewide talking about the confusion over um, ballots that didn't have a postmark, ones they couldn't read, um, and when those ballots came in. So again, they feel that they should not have been asked to make a choice to put their health at risk to vote in person or that, you know, there was so much confusion with when do ballots count, when do they not count? And then we, as you and I know, you've talked to many voters who were upset about problems getting their absentee ballots. That's what Jay Urban said this suit is really about. He, like us, like you at home, heard from people upset that they didn't get their ballot or that their ballot wasn't going to count. And so this election is on behalf of all those voters, everyone who was upset with this process, not so much what happened after the ballots were tallied. I know we were talking earlier in the night about how it might take a long time for results to come in, but it sounds like we have a lot of them in right now. We do. I mean, the city of Milwaukee results, and that's the biggest, you know, area in Wisconsin. Those came in just before six. Uh, again, let's. I'm going to open up this statewide races here. Um, it looks like about for state election, statewide election, we have 93% of the precincts reporting. Um, So I can't tell you right now where those 7% of the ballots will they be coming from. We are hearing that there may be some issues with absentee ballots and counting them. Of course, you know, Milwaukee early on decided in the day which ones we're going to count, which we're not. Uh, Those are things that we're going to follow up on. And those are things that the parties and the candidates are going to follow up on as well as, you know, how many absentee ballots were rejected, how many were never returned, uh, and why were those absentee ballots that were rejected? Why were they rejected? Was it because of a postmark? Was it because of an affirmation saying that they didn't have a witness when that was in play a couple of weeks ago? So all those things have yet to be resolved. It's just past 945 at night. What does the rest of your night look like, Amy? (laughs) Uh, I have another story here at the 10. You're going to hear from Jay Urban, the attorney representing those 14 area Milwaukee voters that at 10, um, I'll probably do help out our morning crew to to pass on the baton so that they can fill people in who didn't make it up to our 10 o'clock newscast. And then tomorrow, it's really going to be following up um, again with these plaintiffs to see what happens here in the federal court. But also both parties earlier today had said that they were exploring all of their options options. Uh, I did check in with the Republican state party again, and then they reaffirmed that, that they are just closely watching results and they're taking a look at all of their options. Of course, the governor had said earlier today that he believed this election would be decided by the courts. We'll see. So it's, it's just we're waiting to see right now. Okay, Amy, let us know if anything changes. And I hope there's a big glass of wine ready for you at home. <laughs> Me too. Maybe something to eat too. You know how that is. <laughs> As of Tuesday morning, State Senator Chris Larson still had not conceded to State Representative David Crowley in the race for Milwaukee County Executive. 
Crowley edged out Larson by a little more than 1,000 votes. Voters said yes to an $87 million referendum for Milwaukee Public Schools. Marcy's Law, a state constitutional amendment designed to give crime victims more rights in the judicial process, passed with overwhelming support. And a $1 billion referendum for Racine Unified School District passed by five votes. We're going to continue bringing you more frequent episodes of Open Record as we cover this COVID-19 pandemic. If there's a topic you want us to discuss, an issue you think we should investigate, please send us an email at theinvestigators at fox6now.com. That's theinvestigators at fox6now.com. Thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Producer Pete, Dave Machuda, Suzanne Barthel, and Sarah Smith. Please subscribe to Open Record. If you haven't already, you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Amanda St. Hilaire. We'll be back tomorrow.